1: Bad, bad girl. They-
2: Rubbish! is buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! oh! Aaron Harrison beyond the We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat
1: the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten
2: kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting.
1: Good morning, happy Thursday to you, August 3rd, 2023, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Hall Call, on the Big X, with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, hope you're having a great start to your rainy, dark, and gloomy morning here in Louisville, Kentucky, Southern Indiana, the surrounding areas, wherever you may be listening, we appreciate it. Happy to have you. We're going to have a good time over the next two hours. Justin Kalen, how the heck are you, buddy?
0: If I can get my mic to work, that'd be great. Um, I'm doing... Eh, I'm not great. I don't. I started to come down with some sort of a sickness yesterday, so I went to bed at 8.30 last night in hopes that that would subside throughout the night, but I'm still kind of a little... Feeling a little weird today, so not really sure what's going on. I guess I need to go home and chug some pickle juice. That's the only solution I could think of. That and orange juice. I'll be drinking a lot of that today.
1: Sounds like you got a bad case of back to reality, buddy.
0: That You know, that, that may be what it was, yeah. You got that vacation, you got some time off, and then you have to come back. And yeah, maybe that is what it is. Did
2: you say you're not down with the sickness?
0: Um, I am not down with the sickness, confirmed. Yeah.
1: Oh. So you don't? You feel fine?
0: Not not necessarily fine. I mean, I, yesterday I had like a sore throat going on. I was body was a little achy. I was getting chills. So I'm not. I haven't experienced the body aches or the chills today. The throat's still a little sore though. So yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on. But uh, I guess I, so. I went to work yesterday, and I guess our director of sales was out sick yesterday. So I'm just thinking on Tuesday. That she maybe just got a little too close to me and gave me whatever she had, so, or maybe I gave her whatever I had, vice or vice versa. So,
1: Roush sounds like he is down with the sickness. Come on, on we're getting down with the sickness.
2: <laughs> you know what, Scoot? Sounds like you need to take your medicine. That's right. Yep,
0: absolutely.
1: Well, help you feel better, buddy. Yeah, you do. You do sound a little off.
0: I mean, I feel a little off. I'm, I'm sure I sound a little off, but at least I'm here, right? It's all that matters.
1: And we really wanted you to talk most of today's show, so this really throws a <laughs> wrench. <in me.
0: laughs> what What was I going to talk about? Fill me in.
1: You have oh, come on after yesterday's news, Scoots. You have a ton to get to today.
0: Yesterday's news.
1: Oh, so, now he's playing silly, Rouse. Everybody <laughs> saw yesterday's news.
0: Oh uh, yeah, come on. Who didn't? Guess I did. We
1: figured we'd let you have forty-five minutes to yourself, open mic night.
0: <laughs> did it happen after eight thirty last night?
1: Nothing happened yesterday, Scoots. I'm just uh, you know you know what I mean, did I'm just taking your chain, I'm just messing with you. You feel bad, and I'm making it work. You I'm know what
0: kidding. did happen? The freaking Reds didn't make any trades at the deadline for any freaking pitching, which everybody freaking knew they needed, and they allow 36 runs in two games. That's what didn't yeah.
1: happen. But two out of the last three days, you got to pitch positional players, which is (sighs) going to be great for the bullpen down the road at some point.
0: Yeah, our bullpen that's already horrible. 36 runs in two games. That's so stupid. Pretty bad. Glad I went to bed.
1: Are the Reds done?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking – I hate to be a pessimist like this, but I've just seen it my whole entire life. I'm just feeling a a second-half crumble. Yep, no doubt about it
1: yeah 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 uh no you' all be all right but that will if it doesn't if it does go south if you are right scoots then people will just point back and be like that Chicago series it was the Chicago series I do forget what year it was but I do I th- I want to say I was in high school so maybe it was like 06 and obviously the Red Sox had a had a nice stretch from 04 to, to 07 probably part of the reason I I was a fan before their 04 World Series. Not that I need validation from you, from a bunch of strangers. But I was, just so people know. But I'm sure them winning in 04 and 07 and having the run that they did, and then, of course, also being good. When I was in college, uh, I'm sure that probably like pulled me in a little bit more to Red Sox fandom. But I remember one year, it may have been like 06, they were kind of in the playoff hunt, but they were behind. They had a four-game series with the Yankees, and I think the Yankees were like five games ahead of them or something, and it was just, all right, here it is. I think it was like maybe middle of August, late August potentially. The the Red Sox got swept. They lost all four of them, and they were all like kind of bad. And at that point, I'm pretty sure they just totally tanked and never didn't didn't ever really recover from that. Uh, at At least the Reds were able to win a game. Is that the end of the series? I know it was a four game series, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah. So they play another one today. So look for about twenty two runs up on the board by the Cubs.
1: So Cubs are up two to one in the series. Correct. correct?
0: Yep. So yeah, I mean, Reds need to salvage it, today.
1: If you if the Reds win today, though, and you say you got a split on the road against mm-hmm. one of the hottest teams in the AL or the NL, looks a lot different than if you lose three out of four with at least two of the three just being thrashings. So a lot of the line today, weirdly enough, because that is just two totally different pictures, a two-and-two split against a team that's surging, still behind you in the standings, and they'll still be behind you when you leave town. That's going to happen regardless, which is the good news, I suppose. But two-and-two split, that's a win for the road team. Or a 1-3 and just complete domination where you got to look deep inside your spirit to see if you've got anything left inside of you. A well, lot on the line for the red legs today. Good luck to them.
0: Well, and that's the yep, – fi- Go ahead,
2: Ralph. I was to say they're they're a half game up in the Central still. They're clinging to it. So, uh, time to get right. 59 wins. How, what, what, how many – what's the over, TJ? Is it like 75? 65,
1: 65 and, a and a half.
0: Yep. He's got it. Wow. He's got it.
1: Excuse what were you going to say about the reds?
0: I was just going to say that it's it's frustrating because so yeah you are still clinging to that lead Roush but the Washington beat the Brewers. Brewers can't beat anybody but the Reds. So you have the opportunity to extend that lead, and then you just come out and poop your pants. And it really frustrates me because the Brewers and the Cubs both made a bunch of moves at the deadline, whereas the Reds just stayed put and, oh, we got this team that's been good. Let's just hope that they can continue to be good. I just hate the Reds organization so freaking much. And I, I get it. Part of it's being in a small town, and you don't have the money that a lot of other teams have around the league. But still, you got to find a way to make something happen. It's just frustrating.
1: Would you say that the other teams need to try that in a small town?
0: Yes. Yes, I would say that. Nicely done, Jason yeah. Aldean.
1: Do you like that song, Scoops? Um... Will we hear it today on Country Thursday?
0: You will not hear it today on Country Thursday. Lyrically, I think it's a good song. Musically, I'm not crazy about it, no. Gotcha. So I like the part that is the big controversy. But yeah, the song as a whole, I'm not not crazy about. But I'm not big on Jason Aldean as it is.
2: Uh, My favorite part in the controversy was... Jason Isbell just publicly daring Jason Aldean to write his own song, which because he 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 picks the songs that all kind of sound the same. So um, I I would I wonder what a Jason Aldean song would sound like. I, I don't know because I I did hear it. Um, I forgot where we were, but uh, I was like, oh, so is this is this it? I just I I had never heard it before it's like so this is the jason aldean song everybody's worked up over and i was like this sounds just like every other jason aldean song since he wrote his grip big green tractor
1: yeah i just i don't think it's a great song it's surprising that like that would be the one that somebody'd be like write your own music because this is just too good to be coming from you no no he was back-
2: doing it like it's a controversy but these aren't even your words was the point like, yeah, but like, you yeah. know,
1: who cares? It's not, it's it's not like it's, I agree with Scoots. It's just that I don't think it's that good of a song. There is great country. There's great bro country. There's great old school country. This doesn't fall in line with any, any of it. it uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just no. not, a, it's not a good song. Jason Aldean
0: has no. never fell into any of that.
1: Not, you know, it's not saying because of the lyrics. Although I think the lyrics are kind of just like cheesy overall, just like a, a country song. Like you know, people are going to be like snapping to or bobbing their heads to, but it's basically like a daring people to come, come riot or loot a small town. It's just weird. The whole premise is just is weird. <laughs> and I know people are like, you're getting too far into it. It's just a song about small towns will defend themselves. And it's like yeah, even that. Just like in a country like tune where you're kind of like dancing to it, but like the the meaning of it is like yeah, don't come to our territory. We'll shoot it's just you. not a good song. It's just not a good song. I love country. I wish it was a good song. I love when there's controversy over actually good stuff, but this one's just not a good song.
2: Yeah, like I, I just I don't I don't get it. I, I, maybe it's a good. I think it's a sign of a healthy me that like most controversies now I just don't even care to get into, and there's not even anything controversial enough about them for me to care. I mean. I'm I'm still drinking Bud Light. Um, not, Whoa! Yeah, not a lot, but like I'm I'm just not drinking as much beer. Period. Um, I don't know. It just I don't I don't care. Uh, I actually enjoy. I'll do it sometimes just to see how many people like say something. Uh, that's kind the of the controversy
1: but- in the country song is 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 ridiculous. Like, okay, if he is talking about previous rioters, so what? Rioting is bad. Like he, he has, he's, he can feel free to do that if he wants, well, but again, like we mentioned two weeks ago, the real crime is the song itself.
2: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he was talking about like, like where liberals got very upset is the small town. In fact, he was discussing, it was like the historic side of where people will get lynched was, like, what was either in the music video or what he was referring to, and that's what that's what got people mad.
1: Do, do people understand that more than African Americans were lynched in American history? Like, would yeah. lynching become hand-in-hand with just one race of people because it's just factually and historically wildly untrue?
2: That's true, but, like, you know, over time, things sort of change, and, like... And it's I, the same thing
1: with the word. It's the same thing with the word plantation, and like I do think people, you know, I, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to be more sensitive to racial issues and of people's feelings. I, I do think it, it could and should be taken into consideration. Doesn't mean it's a stop all that you just gotta stop doing something because of it. But like the word plantation Roush, is just it, it literally means a basically a retail farm. It basically means a farm S- to sell group to sell to to the masses where a farm is just like a, a person farm just like your house your food for your family that's what a farm is a plantation is a farm that but they make so much food it's not just for them it's for selling purposes but now like if you have the word plantation you've got to be canceled or change it um, and yeah, then, it's, it's like I heard I heard what you said about the song and that's what I do know that people were like associating with that but that's just that is such a ridiculous leap that You know, you just got to ignore it, I think. Well, I I don't
2: think it. like, I mean, all right, maybe the leap in the song is a lot, but like things, how we view history does change over time, whether that's fair or not. Things become a symbol of what they were like to take it into foreign concepts, like the guillotine. That was just the most efficient execution method, but it became a symbol of the French revolution and made the, the rich pulp folk over there, uh, Probably a little uneasy for quite some time, anytime they sell one of those things. So, like, the sometimes the symbol can become more than what the actual thing is, fair or not.
1: You are 100% right about that. I just think it's usually unfair in a lot of instances, because, like, you know, let, let's let words have meaning, and let's have a little nuance to some sort of things. Uh, but, no, you're you're 100% correct with that take, Um And look at us on our morning pleasantries, just getting all over the place. Yeah,
2: you know, we're we're, talking French
1: Revolution on a Thursday morning.
2: Which, by the way, TJ, you mentioned, uh, you know, we talk about podcast wrecks and stuff. Uh, You mentioned uh, an American Revolution one. Well, I got into a similar one about Napoleon, and it's 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 bad. Like, like it's a good (laughs) podcast, but it's bad how deep. I mean, I've been listening to this thing for a couple weeks. They're 30, 45 minutes. So I probably listened to a dozen or so. And, um, yeah, I just, he, I just got to the point where he's in the army. So like,
1: <laughs> Oh, wow. So you got a you got a ways to go.
2: I, I, as long as I can, I've got four months until that movie comes out, I think. So I, I think I can get there between my driving to and from Lexington and, uh, the exercise I've been trying to do lately, which I got, I, I up my Annie and my jogging to three miles and doing that last night, it's not as hot anymore. But it was the most. I've just been like, oh, just get to the finish line. Like <laughs> it just, you know, running has never been my favorite. Uh, but I feel like it might do the most in that thirty-minute period of time, right? So like, it just, oh, whew, that that was yesterday was the first kind of like, oh god, this sucks. This 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 really does suck.
1: Well, good for you. I'm happy happy that you're getting out there and you're running. Uh, running just—it's great for you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It, it. Short distances, long distances, whatever you're able to do, something's always better than nothing in that regard. But when I and we've got—I've got a treadmill and a, a treadmill, and I used to run the neighborhood as well. But when I was reliant on running for my exercises, what I find happening—and again, I'm the guy who somehow managed to break his foot at a Top Golf. But I'd find like either at some point after, you know, four straight days of running, 10 straight days of running, two weeks of running, whatever it may be. I shouldn't say straight, but like a normal routine of running exercises. Either my foot would start acting up or like one of my knees would be hurting or, you know, whatever, whatever stupid little injury I'd have between my foot or my knees, it'd make me take a break from running. And exercising is so much about routine. You get into a routine and you start doing it and you do it and you do it. And then you feel like if you don't do it, then your routine's broken. And that's so much about like any addictions or bad habits or trying to formulate good habits. It's all about getting in a routine. And once you're in that routine, it's great. Well, I was hurting my knee or I was hurting my foot, so I'd have to get out of it, Roush. And then I'd end up like stop exercising and then I'd have to get back into it. And it'd be this whole thing. That's the nice thing with the old Pelotron is that like it right. really never bothers my feet or my knees. But it's also not as good as a workout. as just flat-out running. Like, you know, I can be on this bad boy for an hour, and then, you know, I think probably running outside for 25 minutes nonstop could be probably just as good. So maybe I'm I'm missing out on some time from it. But good for you. Good for you getting out there and running. And yesterday was a little cooler, but I do wonder if it was a little humid because, folks, trivia question time for Scoots and Roush here, Trivia Thursday. Ooh. I put so we we replaced the toilets in the house. I put them out on the street. Did they get picked up by the trash people?
2: Man, if this was Dixie Highway area, you don't need the trash people to pick them up because somebody will pick them up for you. So
1: three porcelain uh, toilets right there, right there on the streets of Linneytown.
2: Um, I'm gonna say no because that that feels like something you got to call and get junk pickup to come. You you have Louisville City Services, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to say no, because um, we've been told for larger things, you got to call, and they'll pick it up, no problem, but you just got to give them a heads up.
0: I, too, was going to say no, but just to be different, I'll say yes. I think they picked them up, threw them back in the back of the truck.
1: They absolutely did not, unfortunately. I I wish so badly. Um, I I carried them with my bare hands out to the street. They were so freaking heavy. I was getting like nasty poop water spilling on me and whatnot. There's, these toilets are so gross. And then when I was like handling these and that, so I took him out to the street. I take the dog on a walk. This was on Tuesday night, and the neighbors, like, hey, this older neighbor that lives a couple houses down, he catches me. Oh no. He's like, hey, just so you know, a couple of years back, I put a toilet out on the street. And they told me no chance in France. They're taking it. So I don't think they're going to take those three toilets out there. And he's a really nice guy. and He's a good neighbor. But I could kind of there was a little sense to his tone of like, you've got three toilets out in front of your house. You probably need to get them away because they're not going to take them. And you just look like you've got three toilets in front of your house. Some people in our neighborhood treat our neighborhood a little nicer than it is. Some treat it probably a little worse than it is. The walkers, we're, we're, we're right in the middle. We treat it the way that it needs to be. But I was like, oh, crap. So I told him, I was like, yeah, I figured they probably wouldn't, which is actually true. And I was like, but if they don't, I've got a guy with a truck. We're going to come pick him up. We've got a dumpster. We'll throw him away, which was only partially true. Uh, we do have a dumpster at our office, but I, I don't have a guy with a truck, at least not at the moment. But I was like, well, crap. Now if they don't pick up these toilets, I'm going to have to like rush and move them back because the, the, I told the neighbor that I was going to do it and I wouldn't have them out in the house too long. They don't pick up the toilets. That stinks. I have to pick them up, bring them back to the garage, and then, again, I'm handling these toilets. I'm, like, grabbing them from underneath. I'm dying while carrying them, but, like, I'm realizing all the nasty urine and feces that have probably been, you know, sprayed or particles all over this thing, and I'm just, like, hands and forearms are all over it as I'm carrying it. most disgusting thing in the world bring it back to the garage and I'm like, all right, well I'm going to unscrew the, you know, I probably should have done this at the beginning, but I'm going to unscrew the top. I'm going to disconnect both pieces from each other. You know, the bowl from the top part. And then I'm going to just, I guess, try to put it in the trash can and then trick them next week into actually taking my toilets, but they will be concealed in the trash can. So they don't really know what they'll be taking. Um, I'm doing that. It's taking a long time. The wife's getting mad at me. She's like, just put them in the trash can and then we can just keep one to the side and we'll put them in the trash can the the following week. So that's what we did. We stuffed the, we stuffed the toilets in the trash can. Long story short.
2: Mm, Your garbage men are going to be pissed.
1: That's going to be so heavy to pick up that trash can with their claw.
2: Well, so they don't, they don't need to wheel it to the claw or anything.
1: No, they they're, they're like insane. Like, it's sometimes just one guy and like he's driving the car and operating the claw and he'll just get the claw and he'll come, it'll pick up the thing. It'll take it and they'll like do a couple shakes at the top. So everything falls out and then he'll come and put it back down. But they're really rough on the takedown. Like I'd say about 60% of the time our trash cans end up on their side. Like when we get home from work and uh, one time he, they broke the wheels off one of our trash cans. Just crazy, really reckless stuff.
2: Oh man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow. Like well good luck from,
1: It's like the claw from Toy Story.
2: Um I like to play that game of Frank. Like he drops something on the ground, it's a claw, and you go I like to think
0: of I always think of Liar Liar when I hear the claw. You know that movie oh, with yeah. Jim Carrey? That's the amazing. claw What do you think of that movie, Scoots? I like that movie. It's a great movie.
1: Do you think you could go a day without telling any sort of lie or exaggeration?
0: I go several days without telling any lies or any exaggerations, yeah.
1: It's Scoots. <laughs> You don't ever bend the truth to a, to a customer at the hotel? I
0: mean, I can't say never. Yeah, I do, I do sometimes. But I think on the day, on the average day, I, I don't really bend the truth or tell lies. I definitely don't lie. I mean, there's no point in
1: lying. Good. We like we like that out of our, our producers. Oh, my gosh. Scoots, the Rutherford show. We got to watch out. They may try to steal you.
0: Yeah he's, to yeah, he's big on it.
1: He's got a Scoots crush, Roush or it could be it? trevor fatigue either or but every day this week he's just talked about how great scoots is how he gets stuff figured out takes him no time at all trevor ruins things scoots fixes things he's making a move not. on our man
2: I think he's probably trying to do that thing um where he's he's trying to motivate trevor with a little negative reinforcement probably you know but that's not but that's uh, that's not, it's the not way how it works it. though he's trying but I and I understand why he's trying but I, you know like there's we, we've all tried that, right? Dugan's tried it plenty of times.
1: I, I had, well, go ahead, Scoots. I
0: had to stop listening yesterday. Did they address my uh, text about how I just need a woman to love me like Mike Rutherford does?
1: They did. They did. <laughs> they laughed. They had, a good, they, had, they had a good time with it. You do. Scoot. we do need to find we do need to find a woman for Scoots. That's the thing with Trevor, though. That's what makes him so mysterious and tough to figure out, is that like nobody's been able to figure out the right buttons to push with Trevor. You, you you build him up, he enjoys it, but it's it ain't gonna change any long term plans for him. You tough love on him, he doesn't care, just doesn't mind. Okay, you know you can try whatever. He still just he he is so set in his ways. Uh, there there's really you can't play any mind games with him. He that's Trevor, and that's the beauty of him, <laughs> and the frustrating part about him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Unlike Scoots, who we would just do mind games all day with, right, Roush. We would
2: never do mind games on Scoots, never. <laughs> Scoots is an easy target for that. No, no. Scoots, we've well, got sco- such a big mind. Scoots, there's not. so
0: much for us to trick. Scoots gets in his own head. And,
1: <laughs> we, <laughs> we can't, we can't mess with him, or else he's going to leave us for the other for show. <laughs> Roush, so we've got to be really, really nice to our producer. Uh, are we? We're going to take our first break. I don't have much, if anything, on UK today. Maybe Roush does. Um, I, I, we're, I've i got conference expansion talk when we return, and I'm excited to talk about that. You all may be fatigued on it. I totally understand that that's the case too. But at least a few things to say, a few things to catch folks up with from their Wednesday. If Roush has any UK stuff, we'll get to that as well. But then after that, it's going to be just Tech City USA on the Thornton's text line. Pop into a Thornton's today. The wife surprised me with a nice little treat last night. She got me a little ice cream from Thornton's. Uh, she mentioned how great Thornton's is, how well-lit it is, and how all the options that they had. Uh, but she, it was a quick in and out for her. I know Roush and Scoots have both recently had their Buffalo Chicken Sandwich, Roush their Buffalo Chicken Biscuit. It is extra spicy, 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 mm-hmm. spicy. So if you need a little kick to start your day or around lunchtime, remember Thornton's Buffalo Chicken Sandwich is the real deal. Download the app, become a Refreshing Rewards member, save time and money at the pump each and every time. This is KRC. We'll be back. From of a clown with teardrops and down his face. Pop a top again. I think I'll have another
0: round. Set em up, my friend. Then I'll be gone, and you can let some other fool sit down.
2: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
1: Jim Nance, you'll see that he's calling his last Final Four. Scoots, I, I bet this hit you hard.
0: It did. Yeah, Jim Nance is absolutely my favorite broadcaster. Has been for pretty much my whole life. I mean, I like the Gus Johnsons of the world, the exciting guys, but there is no voice as classic and as good and as pure as Jim Nance's on the call. Mate, yeah, that, that, uh, that hit me pretty hard. <laughs>
1: That wait scoots really can we get a uh, can we get a hello friends from you
0: hello friends
2: i always expect to master music after that rejoin DJ. You know, we, say, like, it every, we, we say it like, like, every time yeah it's and then it's just like or just like right in your face. I'm like, oh, I was. Huh.
1: Not that that's a bad song, but yeah, you just feel like you're kind of playing into the theme of the rejoin, and it's gonna smooth right into, or maybe even like Final Four, CBS music potentially. But yeah, Masters especially number one, but still a good rejoin. I would say Scooch. That's one thing about when you were gone, uh, and and maybe you maybe you organized all of this, maybe you set all of this up. But P. Diddy from the city, he would play all these just random rejoins that seemingly came out of nowhere. And it was kind of fun to hear some of them. I hadn't heard a lot of them in a while.
0: Huh. Wonder where he got them from.
1: Well, I, is there, so is there just a folder of rejoins?
0: Yeah, I've got a folder with all of our rejoins from 2019 up until this year. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of options to choose from. I feel like I do a pretty good job of rotating through them. But I also know that I play the same ones from time to time. So, yeah, I I bet it was nice having someone like P. Diddy come in and and not knowing the lay of the land and just playing one that he saw fit. So, yeah. What was an example? Can you give me an example of one that you haven't heard in a while Um, that he played? It's it's been a week.
1: Yeah. It's been a lot of rejoins since then. I was trying to think of one. There was a really long one, and I was like, oh man, this may be too long, but it ended up being pretty good, so I didn't mind
0: it. I know we have a couple that I stray away from just because they are like a minute, minute and a half, and I know the last time, the Newman, Randy Newman is one of them, and I remember the last time I played that, you cut in the middle, and yeah, you were like, yeah, we don't have time for Randy Newman bit today. <laughs> so I yeah. stay away from the longer ones.
1: Yeah, that one was, uh, that one is just a little too long. <laughs> I do. I do. I think this is maybe a little bit too long. All right. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's test text line list is getting very long, mainly because we've taken too long to get to it or spent too much time on it. I guess depending on who you'd ask, but sometimes when we spend too much time on it, we spend too long just talking about one text, and it takes too long getting to the next one. But we've got good texters. Keep them pouring in. We're going to get to that sooner rather than later. But, Roush, we need to talk about as the wheel turns and conference realignment, I feel like we've just been in a big waiting game. seems like every other day it's they're going to meet so-and-so, they're meeting with so-and-so, expect some news soon, and we got more of that yesterday bleeding into today. The Arizona schools are – Gosh, it almost feels somewhat like a a civil war to a certain degree because stuff is happening all over the map. In presidents and board of trustees and all these rooms at universities, they're having these deep talks about the future of their athletic programs, the futures of their universities. But Arizona and Arizona State, their presidents and all their important people are meeting today supposedly to make a decision to Probably move to the Big 12 is what people are saying, or people at least indicating. You have Florida State's president, board of trustee, pretty much anybody that they put a microphone in front of, basically slamming the ACC yesterday. We're going to talk about that. Oregon and Washington, the Big Ten is supposedly meeting, and they're going to talk about potentially expanding and adding those schools. There's rumors that Clemson could be Big Ten bound as well. What the hell is uh, going on? What the hell uh, going on with UConn lately? Nobody's heard anything from them in a good bit. Is Utah just out in the cold? It, things are wild, and you can't just pinpoint it to one spot or two spots like normal conference realignment. It is literally all over the map right now.
2: Yeah, but I, I do think a lot of that is nothing much to do about nothing, uh, especially the Florida State stuff. Like it's it's hilarious, and it makes for great headlines, but like. Nobody wants them. Where are they going to go? Nobody's recruiting them. They're bored guys. Just like, we've got to go somewhere and we've got to go there now. And it was very funny though, watching the Louisville people freak out. Like, uh, they, they they can't go anywhere. What are they going to do? Like there, you could sense the panic and them getting lost in the realignment sauce. Um, the big 10 stuff. It was just like, I thought the report from Dan Wetzel, it was like, well, you know, water is wet. Uh, they should be considering another move while all of this stuff... Ha- like, if the Pac-12 falls apart, those schools got to go somewhere. Of course, the Big Ten should should talk, and the president should say, hey, do we want these guys or not? Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, but ultimately, I, I think a lot of this is just the... It's another small wrinkle for the big that's going to come later. Um, because... For the most part, I I get a sense that the the Pac-12 is going to slap a Band-Aid on it. Um, And if Arizona, if they can convince the Arizona schools to stick around, it's really just Arizona, right, that the Big 12 wants?
1: Uh, I think that they're fine with taking more than just Arizona. But Arizona has been the most, I think, wobbly. So they're just the... They're the domino everybody's looking at because they're the one that's shown the most probably eagerness or at least open ability to leave. And people think Arizona State may just follow. So I, I don't so that Big Twelve would take supposedly would take all three of Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah.
2: Well, I I would think that it would be Arizona State and Yukon. Like you 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 mentioned you hadn't heard anything from UConn in a while. Because right, right now, they're at an odd number. They only need one more. If you're going to get Arizona, you're going to get both Arizona schools because they're directed by the same board of regents. So, those two are probably a package deal wherever they land. Um, and They want to get to an even number for scheduling purposes. So And does Utah want to join the same conference as BYU? Probably not. Um, they could probably just win the Pac-12 and get in the college playoff every year for the next four years until the next – college football playoff contract is negotiated in 2029, I want to say. Because that's ultimately, TJ, like I, it feels like the Big Ten is a little – like they're doing this just out of precaution in case the Pac-10 falls apart or whatever we're calling it now. And I get the sense that a lot of these places just kind of want to – they want to get to a 12-team playoff and kind of see how – the revenue is distributed, how the teams are picked, how many are going from where. Um, because right now, the I mean, the Pac-12 has an automatic bid. So, like, I don't think that they're going to be so quick to scrap that for parts. Some of the schools are going to stay in there and get the Pac- the the college football playoff revenue, right? Like, Utah, they, they would have been in the playoff the last two years if that were the case. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think a lot of the stuff is – exacerbated by the time of year, right? Like, this is the slowest news cycle of them all. And we've just got people from Florida State, like, losing their minds in this Board of Regents meeting. But the rest of it, I, if Arizona State's put, then I think this will all calm down. Uh, like, that that's really just the big hinge is who's going to be the last team to join the Big 12. And I actually think it, it makes the most sense for it to be UConn. But... You know, we'll we'll see about that. We'll see about that.
1: So you, I, you're the sense I get from you is you don't think there's going to be a lot that comes out of this.
2: I don't. I just worry that Klevkov gave him such a stupid TV contract that, like, that actually might <laughs> might cause them to just be so disgruntled that they they make rash decisions. Um, but yeah, I, I my my point is, is I just don't think that we're going to the twenty team super mega conference yet. Um, and that's eventually where everything is going to go. But I, I think we've got one more round of realignment. I don't think this is the final boss. I think this is just another one before we get to that.
1: I, I think this is it. I, I think this is the, the real deal Holy field at this point. I, I think you're going to see Arizona. and I, I think you're going to probably base it. I think you're going to see the death of the Pac-12 as we know it. The, the interesting thing is, will the Pac-12 just try to – go steal the Mountain West or the, like, will they, will they try to just have a conference anymore? Or if they, if
2: they only lose, lose, if they only lose um, one more then they'll do San Diego state. And there's another one that I, I, it's the names.
1: San Diego state just got in all that trouble because they thought they were going to leave. And then they didn't, then they were going to, and then they weren't. They'll eventually probably go. You're right, but it may not be as immediate as you would
2: think. there's another – there's there's two schools, though, that have been the regular uh, talks among college football circles. Uh, but I, I forget what the other one is. I digress.
1: They've mentioned San Jose State, which is – I mean, that's just wild. Even San Diego so State, wild in that regard. But I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see the Arizona schools probably leave, go to the Big 12. I think. I think you're going to see Washington and Oregon get a pass to the Big Ten and maybe it will be on some sort of a split revenue share just so that they can get into the club. I think the Big Ten is going to be excited to do that because that's going to throw a little bit of a bone to UCLA and USC. I do wonder if the Big Ten will talk about Cal and Stanford. I wonder about the future of Cal and Stanford as is, what's also going to happen to Washington State and Oregon State but they're a little bit different with that. The, the Big Ten's not going to take Washington State or Oregon State. But they could take Cal or Stanford. That'd be interesting. And then the funny thing is, like, the stuff with the Florida State yesterday, the, the main way – I think everybody just associates Florida State with the SEC because of its geography, and I do the same. Correct. But yeah. Some of their whispers were Big Ten, Florida State, which I would have a really tough time believing. Leaving, So I think that's what's going to happen out West. I don't know exactly how all the dust is going to settle again with schools like Cal and Stanford, but the Florida state stuff was wild because they're out just basically saying like the ACC stuff sucks. It's not a matter of if we leave, it's a matter of when we leave But rush. We don't know if they even have a home right now.
2: Right. Right. And that, that's, yeah. my, my, the reason why I'm so skeptical of all of this, how much news did you hear about schools moving before they actually moved through the last five big Power Five moves? Colorado, USC, UCLA, Texas, and Oklahoma. Colorado, we got a little sniff of in skepticism, but the rest, TJ, they it just happened. Like, like the news broke and boom, everybody lost their freaking minds. So I, I think. Like that's just, This is just not the way the conference realignment goes about. This is kind of the aftershocks of just panic, um, and I, I, I don't know how much action will actually come of it.
1: You are 100% right about that, and that's been kind of the, the interesting part about the realignment is it almost seems like every single time it comes out of left field or with very little heads up, Colorado would be the exception. There, there was rumblings there. But this is still on the Colorado if, – if conference realignment each time something happens is an earthquake, there's still a lot of aftershocks right now. Like the, the ground is not steady. Things are still happening uh, at this moment. And But you are right that most of the time, though, it does come out of left field. Then there is this like – once it happens once, once the first domino falls, you basically – this isn't just this specific time. This is every time you'll have all the other conferences say, oh, oh, okay, this just happened. What does this mean for us? Is everybody happy here? Is everybody good? With the exception of the SEC and the Big Ten, but those conversations are, okay, do we add anybody else? Do we need to add? Are we good? And normally you're right. It will kind of calm down as time is allowed, but this feels different. I think, I think things are, mm. are happening. I think they're on the Ooh. cusp of happening. I think the, the 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 landscape of college sports is going to be forever changed in the a matter of weeks, Roush.
2: And you know, and it very well could be. Some of it's probably just my fatigue from it, because I mean, it's like every day there's something ridiculous, and I just you know, it. Like this is the point of the year, the point of the year where I'm like looking forward to getting into the football actual conversation, and instead it's just more non-football stuff.
1: So. Yeah, but it's kind of entertaining. I find it fascinating. I can't get enough of it. I saw a tweet and it was like, "Why would people be wishing for the death of the Pac-12, not knowing what it'd mean to so many blah, blah? your conference was poorly ran. This is America." Like Yeah,
2: and I don't I don't have it I have a little bit of sympathy for Pac-12 fans, but I really don't because there's just not that many of them. So
1: and yeah, you, you all didn't prioritize sports. Other conferences did, and this is this is going to be the repercussions of that. I, and I'm not, like, rooting for it or wishing for it, but I do, uh, whatever, for whatever reason, the conference stuff is exciting to me. Like, I, I like the idea. I, I'm so much a traditionalist in some fashions, Roush, but with conference realignment, I just I don't really care. Um, and I, I do think in the course of our lifetimes, this ain't going to be it if I'm right and you're going to get a lot of movement over the next year, two years, three years, that's, that, I think it'll happen. But then that's not to say in like 20 years, you still wouldn't have, what? what's the next shoe to fall after once all the, all the dust settles and you probably have two super conferences. And this is what I think is going to happen. You're going to get a super big 10, super sec. They're just going to be the, the cream of the the top, top tier. They're the best. I think you're going to get a, Good Big Twelve, not as good as the Big Ten or the SEC, but good. And I think on any given year, maybe you know they they could win national championships here or there. I think you're going to get a solid to decent ACC. I think those are basically going to be your four conferences, and then you're going to have everybody else. But the SEC and the Big Ten, the Big Ten is going to continue to pluck the Pac-12, the SEC is going to pluck some of the ACC, the ACC is going to pull a big. 12 and just go try to add members geographically close or upcoming programs that they feel solid about so they'll stabilize and then you'll probably have four conferences with 20 members give or take a couple and that will be what it is and then you'll have the rest of everybody else but then probably decades later 20 30 40 years down the road you'll probably get a split from that where it'll get back to being geographical and it'll you know, you'll, you'll play much more intimate, closer lineups. Uh, all this is going to be ever-changing, though, Roush, probably the rest of our lives.
0: This is it's one of those things. I'm glad you brought that up, TJ, because I was sitting here thinking about how all of this has a very similar feel to the TV thing we discussed yesterday. How we've gone to all this streaming, and then eventually we're going to get back to just having cable. And that, that's kind of what this conference alignment seems like. We're going to try all this crazy stuff now, build these big super conferences, and then eventually, like you said, 30, 40 years down the road, I can totally see it going back to smaller conferences, more regional games, because the travel costs are just going to get out of control. So, yeah, good good point in bringing that up, because that's what I was sitting here thinking about.
2: Especially for non-revenue sports. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. How long are they going to fly those people around the country just for the weekend? I mean, that's going to be extravagant extravagant as hell. But TJ, imagine this. 32 teams, or no. So, it'll be two conferences, 20 teams apiece. They each have, so that's 40. Um, each Each conference has four divisions with five teams in it. Huh? Sound familiar?
1: I mean that's... I've, I've alluded I've alluded to that but I thought it'd all just be under like an SEC umbrella and then I was like okay it'll probably be SEC Big 10, AFC, NFC sort of deal. Yeah, not exactly. impossible. It's not, it's not impossible.
2: The same thing, it's just more than instead of 32 teams it's 40 teams. Like that it, that's where we're going.
1: And the thing is in my little example of like you got super Big 10, super SEC and then good Big 12, good ACC. Those Big 12 and ACC programs if the sec or big 10 ever just wanted to say like okay you take the big 12 we take the acc like they they could take any of those programs too so like maybe that is maybe maybe even in my scenario you take it a step further and eventually it just turns into two super conferences the big 10 more north west north and west and you know southwest too and then the sec more south east and then maybe goes up more the atlantic a little bit you know maybe that's what it ends up being but we ain't done i think this is this is only only getting going but we're just getting
2: started bro like
1: i constantly say at least we know uk is warm safe and we're all we're just looking we're observing from a tower a very sturdy stable tower do you have any uk news for today
2: Probably. It'll be something that happens. Practice started yesterday. That was cool.
1: Yeah, we got camp going. We're less I mean, than a month I think away. You got a from, commitment yesterday. Less less than a month away from the start of the season. There was a commitment yesterday, yeah. And that's funny, right? When we were saying, like, okay, wasn't a, be- a great Tuesday for UK football. They bounced back. They got a commitment. What can you tell us about the commitment?
2: Uh, I like Steven Souls. Now, what's... There's size concerns, but when you watch his film, he plays in class 5A in Tennessee, the second largest class. He's got a state championship. He's a he's a game wrecker. He has seemingly has a nose for the football. And it's not just like, oh, he's fast. He dips and rips and hits the quarterback. He's like tips the ball to himself and intercepts a pass, right? Like there's he's got a nice variety of tools. And a lot of these big time programs saw that ability, but then when they got up close and personal and they were like, ooh. Don't think he's big enough to play outside linebacker for us. But at Kentucky, the the tweener isn't necessarily a problem. He can play Sam linebacker. The Cats, they showed him the Boogie Watson blueprint. Um, but Boogie did weigh 30 more pounds, right? So this guy's got to be able to to gain some weight to fill into his body a lot more. But he has a lot of playmaking ability if he can add that. He, he has the skills to play that Sam linebacker position that Jordan Wright made so many plays from. Um, so, but it's just a matter of, okay, well, the, the traits are there. you got to build the right frame, um, gain some weight, and you can play in the SEC. So, um, so, solid addition with a lot of potential to this Kentucky football recruiting class. Now up to 15 commitments in 2024. He's going to move the needle from a ranking standpoint. But, you know, Alabama... They they went through the trouble of giving him a verbal offer he visited mississippi state at one point he had an official visit scheduled south carolina so like the the big time offers weren't there but kentucky saw enough to to take action and it's it's probably worth it it's probably worth it um in due time we'll know if he can develop into a a prosperous player for the wildcats but uh, it was at least just a nice addition to stop the bleed bleeding tj
1: yeah, some good news. Definitely, definitely a good thing after the Tuesday that you had. And who who knows? Um, he he is smaller. The tape I watched. So I'm an expert, obviously. I do like the way that he wraps up. And if you're going to be smaller in SEC football, wrapping up can be. It's something that like you know, no duh, you got to be able to wrap up. But it it's easier said than done. Um, and if you can just hold on to some of these dudes in the SEC and not let go your teammates are going to help you out. Uh, I, I remember that was one thing that I really liked about UK's string of good linebackers that they had. And I, I you know, I know, I'm getting a little bit, these aren't like necessarily comparable by any stretch of the imagination, but like Danny Trevathan was a smaller dude, but once he got to you, like he was, he was on you. He wasn't letting go. He was mm-hmm. there and it was just a matter of time before his teammates would come help him out. Um, so, you know, being a, being able to, being able to form tackle, hold on, that can make up for being a little undersized at this level. So yeah, he at yeah. least has that going for him, something to build off there. He's and going, a hard hitter. Yeah, yeah so you, you got that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think just the big thing is um, he can't get stuck in the trenches too much or else injuries just get beat up. Like any any time with an undersized guy, it doesn't matter how physical you play, you um, You can get worn out in the trenches in the SEC. So, um, solid pickup. Now, getting this edge, they've already got Caleb Red in the fold. It's not going to deter them from pursuing the Smith twins and Brian Robinson, but it does at least give them a little bit of insurance because you're not really sure what's going to happen uh, in those recruitments.
1: The Smith twins are as good as cats. (laughs) Love it. Love to hear it. I'd I'd love to get Brian Robinson, too. Okay, uh, I lied. I do have one UK news because we got the date of the UK U of L basketball game. We're gonna tell you that when we return for hour number two. We know when the Cats will go travel to the KFC Yum Center to take on Kenny Payne's Cardinals. We'll say that in hour two, and then after that, I think it's nothing but the Thornton's text line on this rainy Thursday. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Crouch, and Justin Caleb.
2: We'll
0: I love this bar It's my kind of place Just in through the front door Puts a big smile on my face It ain't too far Come as you are Over say over i ain't heard no family
2: welcome back for hour two of kentucky roll call
0: nothing is over until we decide it is
2: with walker and rosh we're just getting started bro
1: welcome back our numero dos of kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio 96.1 on 14.50 1450 on the AM side of things. Oh my goodness gracious! We are going to be in some rain for. It says it's supposed to stop at 10, but it looks like parts of Kentucky are just going to get absolutely hammered
2: Well, uh, as our pal Jude Redfield, uh, friend of the program, said, it's it's a nice it's a nice soaking rain. Gets deep in the roots. Not a lot of crazy flooding or anything. So uh, it's uh, as as the the folks might say.
1: We needed this. We needed this. Maybe in Louisville, but like southern, western Kentucky, I don't know. It looks pretty bad for them. So uh, hopefully it's the same for them. Nice soaking rain, nothing too severe, but it it looks pretty gnarly.
0: The western Kentucky does not need it. Isn't that where they got like 12, they set the state record for amount of rain in 24-hour span like a week ago? Correct, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they probably still have water sitting
1: around. Too much water, Scoots.
0: Well, and then you got to worry about mosquitoes after that. With all that water sitting around. Sheesh.
1: The mosquitoes love water that's been sitting around. They do. That's their, their favorite type of water. Confirmed. So, yep. Glad we got scoots checking it out. But uh, be safe today if you're traveling. Uh, I think I'm going to be heading. I'm going to think I've got a little bit of driving to do today. So that's not fun. Not ideal. But oh well. Be safe. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. The UK U of L game is December 21st.
2: Not on in the middle of a potential bowl game on New Year's Eve. Nice.
1: Yeah, I they, they need to I, I think move, especially with the SEC Big 12 challenge ceasing to exist. Move this game to February. Move it away. Get it, just do something with it. Get it out of the like bowl game hysteria. Get it away. Put it at the beginning of the season. I don't care. Just get it away. Get it away. I'd like to have it the same weekend as the UK L football game. That'd be a lot of fun. Just think of that week. Be craziness. Probably wouldn't actually in the long run be good, but I'd be willing to try it like once or twice. I missed when the UK L football game was the beginning of the year. I tweeted that out yesterday, but that's a whole different talking point, different story than this, but I like it. It's going to be like the unofficial start to the holiday weekend, or the holiday break, really. Um, that's going to lead you into the 22nd, that Friday. Are you really going to be working then? I don't know. Then you get Christmas Eve that Sunday, Christmas Day that Monday. I like it, Roush. It's a good way to just kind of say at the end of the day on Thursday, I'm off. It's time for the cats and the cards, and then it's Christmas time, baby. So I'm cool with the date. I know some people hate it on weeknights. It doesn't really bother me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: I got over it when they started having it on New Year's Eve. Like that's I I remember the first I think the first weeknight UK U of L game was uh one I attended at the M Center in Kentucky lost. Like the maybe the first loss, the BAM game that they still think is the the highlight of Louisville basketball fandom. Um and that was a big deal, but Wolves sucks so bad that it just, you, you know, just don't play it at the same time as the football game and I'll be happy. I don't really care. Just let me watch it. I don't even know if I watched. I don't know if I watched any of the game at all last year. I might last, year last year
1: sucked. Last year sucked. It was, that was just a terrible, terrible situation. And I know like we made stinks about it at the time. We should have made bigger stinks about it. That was, that was awful. Like watching the bowl game and the basketball game at the same time and, moving your head back and forth between the two. And it just, it really kind of took the air out of both of them. And then of course, football was a total disaster. And then basketball, they just kind of like, you know, it wasn't, it was a beatdown. make no mistake about it, but it wasn't like an embarrassing humiliation, which I don't know if Cal's ever going to do that with Kenny Payne. I don't know if you'll see a 31 point beatdown or anything like that. Uh, I would like it. I hope it happens. But yeah, that was that was terrible. So I'm I'm with you, Roush. Just get it away from a potential UK bowl game. But I I say get creative with it. I like your idea of I don't want to steal your shine, but I think you have a good idea. I'd be something for that too. Yeah, I, yeah. I would like it later in the year. But if you're not going to do that, this is a great idea.
2: My my big idea is to make it the CBS noon. Probably noon would be the kick, yeah, noon tip-off, you go till 2, and it leads into the Army-Navy football game. Um, noon, 1 p.m., but, like, let it serve as a way where CBS can do an all-day ordeal? I know some of it has to do with TV rights and all that stuff, but, like, make it something that leads... The, 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 the best idea that they won't go for because it it's during conference season is during the day of Super Bowl. Like, there should be a big college basketball event in the afternoon before the Super Bowl happens. They're not going to go for that. Maybe maybe some conferences might, like the Big Ten, that'd probably be a good idea. They usually play some conference games on Sunday. But uh, if not, Army-Navy football game, that's the only thing that's happening that weekend. I know college football calendar might get thrown for a loop in the new 12-team playoff because I believe that's when they want the first playoff game to happen. Um, but as of right now, Army-Navy is a standalone game, so pair it with another great college classic, Kentucky-Louisville, the best rivalry in all of college basketball.
1: Love it. I love it. Yeah, a texter on the Thornton text line says, 2 o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday, make it happen, UK. I'd be for that, too. Just get creative with it. It's it's too good of a game. You're not going to get the ESPN-UNC-Duke butt-slapping in the middle of kind of just strictly college basketball in February and sometimes in early March, you're never going to get that hype for it. But you can still get more hype than you're doing. You can still make it better than a random Thursday around Christmas time on New Year's Eve when there's better bowl games going on. It's just – it hasn't found a home. And I just think it's because a lack of leadership on both sides to, to push back on TV a little bit, Roush and to maybe push back on their own coaches even a little bit and say hey we need this game to stand out it deserves to stand out let's let's find a cool spot for it
2: right, and right. this is
1: one of the few 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 instances where like I don't really care about national perception but the uk though rivalry game is good for college basketball it's good for the sport and i feel like the sport hides it in large part because of UK and because of U of L and because of TV, but it shouldn't be hidden any longer. So this is one of the few, the few cases where it's like, I care about outside perception, but I do it in the guys, at least I don't think it's a guy I think it's a real, I think it's concrete of it's better for college. But if we want to grow the sport, we need their marquee rivalries to be front and center, not hidden behind a bowl game.
2: Yeah. it, it. And at least now, the, the December 21st, like, you know, the, it'll probably be paired with a bowl game to an extent. Like, you'll get UK UofL on ESPN 2 at 7, or ESPN at 7, and then a West Coast bowl game kicks off at 9. Or six and eight, vice versa, like that. It's going to get paired with one of these very lower tier ones, but at least it's not lost in the sauce. That any sort of college basketball that happens between Christmas and New Year's, it, it, it's, it's it's a tree falling in the woods scenario. So I'm glad we've got it at least out of that for now. But I, I just the earlier the better. The uh, maybe I, I the idea TJ of having it the same weekend as. The football game is intriguing though like if you did
1: oh my gosh it, it would be a celebration I i don't think people like you know i think people I, you wouldn't have them on the same day but- sunday's
2: probably got to be the, the move i would think or maybe black friday right like i know some college football games are moving to black friday stoops would not be happy about it because that's one less day to prep but hell what's what's wrong with the little friday night hoops to lead in uh, you know six o'clock friday night black friday
1: i'd be all for that i'm cool with gosh
2: that. that would be huh.
1: i just think like we would you know we'd have that it'd be a lot of fun but at least with the it not being the same like we'll talk football as we get up to football that'll be a good time i still think it needs to be the beginning of the year i think this has been a mistake the football game that is uh, because then you have all summer to talk about it it's just a, a real hoot and hootenanny but you get it in the before Thanksgiving, we talk UK U of all football. Then we get a break. We talk about, you know, we make fun of them. You beat them by a million. We get bragging rights for a little bit. And then you kind of get three weeks, you reset, and then you do basketball. I don't hate that from a, but I, I don't care enough not to try something different with it. I'm willing to give it another chance to do mm-hmm. other things. Just make it right. better, make it better. That's the the extent of my analysis. <laughs>
2: Uh, I like that analysis. It's great analysis. We've got more great analysis on the Thornton's text line, and they've got plenty of great food for you at Salseritas, St. Matthew's, and Middletown. They have two convenient locations. It's a little rainy today. So just hit that drive through Middletown. They'll customize your order whether you want a burrito, uh, a, a quesadilla, tacos, nachos. Uh, get those wildly addictive chips on the side and thank me later. They'll take care of you. They'll hook you up. It's all customized to your needs, to your wants. They've got so many different kinds of salsas, different toppings, different meats. I mean, you go to some some of the competition. Do they got shrimp on the menu? I don't think so. The the pulled pork? I mean, there's so, there's so much that you can choose from at Salsaritas. Do yourself a favor. Stop on in today and grab yourself a... Uh, Grab yourself some of that good stuff. And, and some Blue raid while you're at it. We, we haven't talked enough about Mr. Blue Powerade uh, lately. But great stuff anytime, any day of the week.
1: We love Salsaritas. You do too. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. A texter says, how could DJ be a star or recruiting? There's luck in every recruitment. There sure is. How could DJ be a star at Louisville but not UK? How does he talk about UK not having a point guard? How? I just like it that this texture was probably just like, "How? How could he do this? How could he do this?" Uh, you would be right. I don't. I don't know. I think Jeff Goodman has mailed it in a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's definitely the uh, the summer talking. You know, where he's he just wants to, he just wants to be on a beach somewhere. Where do we think Jeff Goodman? He's got to go to the Jersey Shore, right, for vacation?
1: No, he goes to Vegas and just tries to schmooze up with random bachelor parties.
2: Yeah, I can speak that,
1: firsthand hand to that.
2: Do we think he... We know he spends a lot of time in Indiana. Maybe he goes to the, the sunny Indiana beaches and gets hand, foot, and mouth like I did.
1: No, nobody would be dumb enough to go to Indiana's beaches, right?
0: I know his daughter goes to well, IU.
1: She does. She does. She does. She does. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, he speaks highly of IU. I, I wonder. Yeah. If, yeah. I think their off Some... grade was like a B-plus or something like that. <laughs> because they got... McKenzie and Baco
0: and Kalel Weir, you, and Kalel uh, Weir, and Anthony Walker. We had a good, good transfer portal hall.
1: Would you rather have UK or I use roster this season? Uh, UK,
0: me? no question. <laughs> That's, I mean, I don't even have to think about that.
1: Would that you rather have McKenzie be... and Baco or Trey Mitchell?
0: Ooh, that's a little tougher. So I've seen Trey Mitchell. That,
1: that is a tough one. I've
0: seen Trey Mitchell play. I've ne- I've only seen like a few highlight tapes of Mbako. So I don't think it's fair to answer that.
1: One. All right, well, right, let's just do the premise of what they are. You know what Trey Mitchell is, experience, been around for a while, good role player, can stretch the floor, shoot, not the most <sighs> physical dude in the world. And then let's just we're, we could be wrong about this, but Mbako an athletic absolute freak that uh, isn't the best shooter, but can impact the game in a million different ways with his length, versatility, athleticism, speed, jumping. He is. Uh, he, he is. I, I like him, If you can hear me out.
0: Yeah, you you framed that in a very friendly way for me to say, give me Mbako.
1: But unproven. He's a freshman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we need we need his position more. We're pretty okay at the in the front court. So, I, I, not that I'm saying we wouldn't take Trey Mitchell. And and be able to use them, but I I just don't see that that's an area of need. So yeah, give me oh a. Oh my
2: gosh, I think I think I have some breaking news. Oh. oh no no oh they just slid it to the bottom, dang it! I I really thought that I really thought the Big Blue Nation bullied Field of 68 into taking their grades offline.
0: Oh.
2: Instead, they just moved it to the bottom where nobody can see it.
0: They buried it. Oh. <laughs> I also. Um, <laughs> I also have a little bit of breaking news.
1: Oh, well, my my heavens. What the hell is going on on this radio? They are
0: building a 7,700-square-foot 7, roosters right back where it burned down in Clarksville, baby. Wow. Yeah. wow. Opening in January of 24. I am stoked. That's the That's news great. I needed like today. They,
1: they send a message to the arsonist to say, you know what? You can burn us down, but you can't keep us down. This is the Phoenix Rooster because we have risen <laughs> from the ashes. And is it going to be ready for after the Big X golf scramble?
0: Uh, no, January 2024 is when it will be open.
1: Uh, Darn it.
0: Well, we i not
1: there but... after the golf scramble last year. Probably won't have to do that this year, though, because we'll have the, the clubhouse. It's September 1st, Elk Run Golf Club, email Big X Scramble. Wait, what was it?
0: No. Big X Scramble, yeah
1: big X a scramble yahoo. at, com. Yahoo, at yahoo.com we had what we had we had a we had one person have to back out yesterday so we're going the wrong Boom. way on the numbers uh, but plenty of room for more folks we'd love to see you. big X scramble at yahoo.com it's going to be weird not having keith out there he's going to be out of town keith is one of our big X loyal golfers he'll he'll come follow us out if we're going to be out Ooh. on the golf course
2: is keith going to be there instead K- keith keith yeah
1: uh, not familiar
2: Righteous Jimsons, keith uh, oh,
1: that key. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you yeah, gotta. You, yeah. Ooh, I've been out of the Righteous Simpsons game. Yeah,
2: gotta... and, and you can binge this whole season now. It just ended, and I. Oh, it's I, I, over? I yeah, I kind of need you to as well because there's just so much I want to discuss, but I can't. Uh, it All
0: just... right,
1: we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Big Brother started yesterday.
0: Oh. <laughs> Scooch, did you watch? Uh, no, I can't do the whole Big Brother thing. Oh, I, I, I know I, 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 I used Brother. to watch Big Brother, but no, the three episodes a week just really tires me out. Right. I I can't, can't do it. They'll they're gonna have the, the new
2: challenge thing too, which I I like to kind of bank those up and just watch the challenges. I think the drama in that show is so stupid. And the strategy too, where it's just like you just pick a player, like it's not as it's not as strategic as most other games. It's more of just a physical thing. So,
1: oh, that's not I, true. Uh, you're, you're off base about that. It It is very strategic of who you pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not always physical. Uh, the drama with it, you could say that about really, really any reality show. One thing that cracks, and I get it, like you got to be dramatic. It's a drama, you know, it's a, it, that's, yeah. what it, that's what the they it up
2: for. a little more than my liking.
1: That's what yeah. the cameras are there for. But sometimes when like people get selected to go up for elimination and they act just so betrayed. It's like yeah. it, you. It's like you know. It's a show where they have to put people. Like somebody has to go home. You do understand yeah. that you're going to do that all the way until you get down to one. Like, how could you possibly be so flabbergasted that you were nominated? That goes for really any of the shows. That's you. Did you forget that this is a competition, you dweeb?
0: <laughs> did I see that Big Brother had somebody from Bowling Green? Uh, not
1: that I. Not that i remember seeing yesterday but i thought i, I thought bz may
0: there. have said something about that
1: mm.
0: i'll have to oh, go no. back and look
1: a text on the thornton's text line says does the freshman class not factor into an off-season grade why does luck factor into uk i think that they did specifically know mm-hmm. that like the freshman class was not put together in the off-season so it's not an off-season grade <laughs> Which you know, I, I think that I can. I, I'm you're laughing, and I, I think. Oh no! But like, people
2: it. think of the off season as roster construction, and recruiting is inherently roster construction. I, so, to so just totally remove agree. that is silly.
1: I think they were specifically wanting to say, like, what has happened the last few months? Has it been good or has it been bad? And when these people have committed in November and other months, they weren't considering that. But yeah, dude as an offseason as a whole, what did you do with your roster from the end of the season to now? Well, you confirm the commitments and the LOIs of future NBA players. That is an offseason move. They are now on campus. They are now part of the program. Even if they did commit way back when, now you officially have them, and you brought back one of the leading returner scorers in the SEC, you got a role player, one of the one of the better role players in the big 12 and Trey Mitchell, a guy that averaged, you know, 11 points, not somebody that's going to command the ball, but he can knock down shots and score when need be. And that's a D plus. You also brought in the Croatian, but they made the grade before the Croatian sensation committed to UK, which everything I read and the more I watch on him, I just, I'm, by by the season, he's just gonna be dirk for me. Like he's or you know, just whatever <laughs> international white superstar you wanna you wanna associate with. But like he is and in all reality, I'm gonna keep my expectations in check. But I am getting excited about it. Like I think Travis Graft had a post from somebody that knew his game better, and one of the quotes was like, I would still take Bradshaw over him, but he's gonna be a nice piece, blah, 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 blah. It was like, I mean, if we're having this conversation of him or Bradshaw, there are some mock drafts that think Bradshaw could be in the conversation for number one. And there's some that have him later in the first round. But, like, if we're talking about this guy potentially being a first rounder, what did UK just stumble upon in August? How did this happen? Now, again, I would definitely take Bradshaw over the Croatian sensation. I'm keeping expectations in check. But I... I think this is a bigger piece than even old KRC let on when the commitment happened right before we went on air earlier this week. I, I think this is a guy that you're going to probably see north of 20 minutes a game is not, it's not a crazy thing to say, Roush.
2: Uh, early on, but I don't think it'll be, that'll be the case. If Bradshaw is around, I think it'll be like 18, but gotcha. yeah. nevertheless, we're splitting hairs. Um, Foul trouble will probably weigh in too. Um, I would yeah. imagine as he gets adjusted to college basketball. Uh, those are just the idiotic points I can think of. Elaborate more on the clown's dumbness. Goodman can suck it. I love how much they're steering into the YouTube algorithm. Here's just some of their hot takes they have in headlines of their off-season grades. Oh, UK doesn't have a star player! Exclamation point. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, did you see Antonio Reeves? How many points he he's scoring? Twenty points. It's just so a game. dumb to
1: say you don't have a star player when you may have multiple different number one draft picks. You you have yeah. multiple first rounders. How could you? Po- if anybody else had the amount of talent UK had, they would not have the dumbass caption of
0: doesn't have a star player.
2: Um, uh, here's here's some more. Uh, national title or bust. Uh, that's for Purdue. Um, oh, this is a real spicy meatball. That is the most like insider, uh, cool thing you can do as a college basketball smart person. They are not the best team in the West Coast Conference
1: for Gonzaga.
2: Yeah, like that's like a, I'm smarter than you because oh, they're actually doing, they're doing Gonz- the UK
1: thing. They're just trying to get Gonzaga fans riled up.
2: Yeah. Oh, but but guess what their headline is. Um, guess what their headline is for Kansas.
1: Oh gosh. Probably, are they going to win the championship again?
2: Bill Self can win his third title. B plus.
1: Oh my gosh! You should make a screen grab of that. That would take (laughs) off. That would would take off on Twitter. That is. (laughs) It's so funny. Guess what? Kansas is going to be good this year. They are (laughs) like they are, and Bill Self potentially could win a title. But to go with D plus and UK doesn't have any star players, and then you see the Kansas one. Could Bill Self win the championship again? It's just wild. Like I, I'm taking UK's roster over Kansas's. I like Kansas's roster. They're going to be good. But I'm taking. I mean, I would take UK's in the long run over Kansas. And I'm also a UK fan, maybe a little bit of a UK homer. But I'm taking UK. I I think. I think even somebody that's just going to be objective to the whole thing would look at it and say, yeah, the, the. You get a little bit more experience with Kansas, a little bit more proven commodities, but you got people that aren't NBA players because they're not in the NBA versus a team that not as proven, but tons of NBA talent. Some people, Roush, may look at that and say, I would go UK. But the way the field of 68 guys tell it, Jeff Goodman, I think, gave UK a 0.1% chance to win the national championship. (laughs)
2: I, oh, I just, that's great. I, I've
1: never that's... I've never needed a great UK basketball season so badly, Roush. I i and boy, if people have thought UK fans have been obnoxious in the past, just wait till we're good again. <laughs> that's, that's a warning for the country. Uh, just wait till you all we, see back. Uh, backpack.
2: I'm sure you saw Doster said that a UK fan signed him up for 100 uh, yeah, his a hundred newsletters. yeah, Texter email. on
1: the Thornton's text line was gonna bring that up. I I I agree with what the texter is eventually going to say. Like,
2: well, let's just go ahead and say it. Um,
1: That's that's Doster's like olive branch of like, Oh, I was kind of poking fun at you, but somebody got me and look at this. We're all even now. Doster, just stop being a goober. And like, people will stop. I'm I'm not, I don't condone that. And who, and what evidence does he have that it was actually a Kentucky fan?
2: That's the part that that's, that's where I go to as well. and, that's also friendly, but like that—that's it's friendly. It's closer crossing the line, but it's not really like it's just very annoying. Uh, so yeah, but I—I I mean, it's farther than I would go, but nevertheless,
1: I definitely wouldn't take the time to do it. I wouldn't recommend people doing it. I think it's a little mean to do that. Uh, but, yeah, no evidence that it was actually a U.K. fan. I think Doss right. was trying to be all buddy-buddy with it, too, which I'm a little skeptical of. I'm just sure he also, again, like,
2: exaggerated hundreds. Uh, <laughs> you can sign up for, like, two, and then they'll, two services will send you, like, 50 things a day. So,
1: But um, I uh, – just just stop, like – just be objective in your coverage. You don't have to love U.K. You don't have to love U.K. fans. You don't have to love Calipari. But, damn it, it's a good roster, and I want to hear you say it.
2: Um. We need to get to our final break, but a texter brings him something. I might have some good news to share that we might be getting tomorrow. So,
1: whoa! We'll... And I know this text. This is big. Everybody, pay attention.
2: Pay attention, folks. We'll we'll learn more when we come back. Right here for one final second of Kentucky roll oh, call on the Big X. I, thought you, I
1: thought you were going to read the text and the provide the analysis after. Oh, I, you know, they're just gets, getting teased. teased. They're just Who's getting got teased. Got teased, teased. baby. Teased, teased, baby. Woohoo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
1: Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. He'll be taking you through my little spiel here. Tommy
2: is a Scorpio, he likes biking, and he's never been laid.
0: What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to
2: the age of jive. Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress and slash it till you spend a lot of money.
1: Everybody's talking about the new sound. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 on the FM dial and 14.50 on the AM. Make sure you get both of them locked in on your presets or get the podcast saved and downloaded every day wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We're on Instagram. Uh, We've uh, I don't know if we'll have a picture today. Maybe today I'll just have to do a picture of my face, Roush. We've been doing a picture Ooh. today to, to launch the Instagram. Uh, we'll figure out something there. We've are on fa- we got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter community. We're, we, we've got all our social media bases covered. Make sure you follow along. Jay rays has your sunglasses for your face cover. They're polarized every pair. They're great. They look like designer brands. They'll stand out to you, your friends when you're wearing them and they've got different shades for every occasion, whether you're just looking for something stylish to wear while you're hanging out, being social, or if you're playing, running, hiking, golfing, fishing, whatever you may be doing, they'll have sunglasses for you. They've got a great selection for men, women, and kids. They've got prescription. They've got blue light glasses. If it's anything to do with shades, Shady Rays has you covered, and we've got you covered with a 25% discount at checkout, Use promo code BIGX at checkout, 25% off. ShadyRays.com, really impressive website. Check them out today.
0: Man, I had a Shady Rays scare while I was in Wisconsin. So I told you all that I was not going to bring my mystery pair because I couldn't get it replaced if I lost them. What do I end up wearing to Wisconsin? My freaking mystery pair. I got my other two pairs in my bag. So when we get to Wisconsin, I make sure to leave my mystery pair in the car bring the other two pairs up to the room with me in my bag. I'm wearing one of them all week. We go to leave, or not leave, I guess it was the day before we left. I was packing up all my stuff, and I was like, oh no, I'm missing a pair of Shady Rays. I only had two of them accounted for. So I'm tearing up this whole room. Turns out they were like beside my bed, under the bed. But I was real worried that I was going to have to apply for that replacement pair. So glad I didn't have to do that, but uh, nice to know that the option was there. They're um, giving out a uh, hundred pair of mystery
2: pairs, yeah. too, on Saturday. Saturday. The new, uh, is it Oxmore store?
0: Oxmoor? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: not sure what time that opens, 9 or 10 a.m., but yeah, you can go Very snaggy exciting. some. Then, um, get some new threads, which, speaking of new threads, text on the Thorns, text on, says, UK drops the ball with all this stuff, starting with uniforms. I've been a uniform skeptic, TJ, but uh, there's a chance that for the team picture tomorrow, we're seeing the Cats in new threads.
0: There's Whoa. A
2: There's a chance.
1: Folks, if Rouse says it, run with it. New uniforms <laughs> revealed tomorrow. Well, why wouldn't they do like what they did, you know, back in 14 or whenever it was, where they got Stoops and Cow together for the new uniform line I wouldn't say that they'd have to bring Cal in for this. Maybe they wouldn't. They hate each other. They wouldn't want to be. But, like, why wouldn't UK football do, like, a hey, media, come, we're going to model the new uniforms for you. I feel like they do that every other time they get new uniforms.
2: Um, I think the holdup is from a logistical standpoint. Uh, For You know, like a, are we going to get the uniforms in time? Are they going to have enough made for us in time? That I've heard that that is the hang up and that's why they haven't had some, they haven't made a big deal about it because they're worried about the back end of things.
1: Well, didn't they like tease the new uniforms eight months ago? Right. Get your ducks in a row.
2: Yeah. I I don't understand. Like they had the one, but I wonder if it was like, we only have one, (laughs) you know, like I, I, that I don't, I don't know. I don't get it
1: five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton stacks line uh all right but that'll be cool keep an eye out on yeah. that
2: uh Robert says Levis has not played with the ones at any moment during training camp he has been dominating the third string and then he did pretty well against the second string yesterday just as a clarification that's a good point Robert um he did get he passed he did seemingly pass Malik Willis I think they were just waiting for him to earn that so he's moved on up with the twos Um uh, yeah, I'm. I'm curious. We're gonna get a lot of Kentucky Wildcats tonight. I think in the Hall of Fame game, NFL football preseason is here. The Browns and the Jets. Uh, neither. I don't. I don't think your boy Aaron Rodgers is gonna make his debut at all. Um, I, I, I doubt Deshaun Watson plays either. But um, Chris Westry, he's he's done well at camp. And I was talking to somebody I know who covers the Browns. It's just they they there's three guys they like. At cornerback, and the the two behind them in their second string feels pretty solid. So he's he's got a he's got a, I don't want to say a lot of work to do, but uh, some big plays tonight could go a long way. He'll be wearing number twenty for the Browns, and then Brandon Echols he had a great year, rookie year for the Jets, um, and then he dealt with some injuries last year. They they drafted Sauce Gardner, so his playing time went away, and then on top of that all, he got in a traffic mess uh, as well where he is in a little bit of trouble. I think he's suspended for the first game of the 2023 season. So he's got something to prove in the game tonight. He's rocking number 26 of the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I want to say kickoffs at eight, and it is just a Hall of Fame game, but I do like watching the – you get the intros, you get the interviews with the Hall of Famers in the booth. Uh, you know, it at least feels like football's back, even though it is just a glorified scrimmage there at Tom Benson Stadium in Canton.
0: Oh, here you go. Here's a good question for you guys. Roush, you mentioned the intros. How many players tonight, when they're introducing the offensive and defensive side of the ball, mention their elementary school as their school?
2: I'm going to say very few because it's probably a bunch of guys that never get to do this, right? Like, I bet it's a lot of guys that are second stringers that are finally getting the chance to to say their
0: college team's name. Hmm, Maybe so. It's a good point
1: probably set the line at one and a half you may get one would you get two that's uh, yeah
0: one, one and a half point. was my line so
1: it's a uh, it's it's nothing big tonight in terms of product of football but it is just another domino's fault and then you get hard knocks starting on tuesday which is exciting new york jets if you had forgotten that's gonna be interesting aaron Rodgers, hard knocks Tuesday night, and then you get more preseason games, more report from college football fall camp, and we're getting there slowly but surely. We're getting there. We're under a month now till the first cater Day, so we can do this. I don't know if I can, but I think, but we can. We will. We will. A texter uh, on the uh, text line. Uh, Robert, haven't looked for, at a
2: spread though, Scoots. Uh, so get us a line that we can bet on for tonight. I mean, come on.
0: I got you, it's
1: a, it's a game Robert. Game. Sorry for contributing my share, my fair share of misinformation. With the Levis playing with the ones, sounds like Jamin Davis thought he was driving on the Greenbelt Highway, and we all know how safe that road is. Sheesh.
2: Oh, more like the Gene Snodder between Dixie and Stone Street. There's like some bumps in the road too that are just hmm. it's it's asking for you to unload or what? Are they, what are they? What unleash? What? Oh, there's goodness gracious. What, I don't know. It's asking for you to go really fast, but then the bumps there It can really throw you off. So be careful. Folks. Have I
1: ever
0: be brought careful. up? Have I ever brought up just how crazy? You Kentucky drivers are, and not not crazy in a bad way, but crazy in a good way. I mean, this yeah, you, no,
1: you bring but, it up every other week. The speed no, is just
0: the speed is just unbelievable. Like if I'm driving on the Gene and the speed limit's what, 65, and in, in most of it. If I'm going 68, 69 miles an hour, maybe even 70, I'm getting past like I'm not even moving. It is the wildest yeah. thing. And same thing with Wait. 64. If I'm going like 64, 65 miles an hour on a 55-mile-an-hour road on 64, I mean, it's like I'm a grandpa. It's incredible.
1: That's a, I mean, that's rich coming from you, Hellcat Scoot. <laughs> yeah, Hellcat Scoots. I don't always drive fast.
2: <laughs> hey, fellas, regardless of who UofL plays, the football team will be better. And will spank little Blue Nation Kentucky.
1: No, they won't.
2: <laughs> John here. Good morning, everyone. Okay, guys, I'm a little worried, but not worried. I had a dream that the wise Kentucky Al visited me. He was showing me visions of the basketball team. Is this dream Bradshaw and Zevon Zvon, Zvon meter, were starting in all the games that i seen, but I did not see you gonna. Does this mean he will not play or may not play early on? Is this injury later? or is it worse than we think? Hey, but in a dream, we still wanted it all. So tell me, with Uganda, how do you all feel? Got to go talk to you later.
1: Well, I, I just am guessing. I think the addition of the Croatian sensation is more likely to do with Uganda's injury than I would think with Bradshaw's. And a couple of reasons as to why that possibly is, is the Bradshaw stuff happened before the Uganda stuff. Now, maybe they still were doing their scouting. They were still in the beginning stages of just trying to find somebody once the Bradshaw news came out. But it wasn't until Uganda went down until they started moving very quickly to go get another big. And then, of course, the Uganda news it was initially, and this is so UK basketball, but it was initially, yeah, we don't think, we don't know if he's going to play, probably not going to play while he's here on the trip, uh, but he should be fine. We were just glad it wasn't a knee. And then two days later, he has to be sent home from Canada to immediately get surgery on whatever is wrong. And then UK shortly after goes and adds this big. So if you're playing the, well, they maybe win and got somebody because one of these injuries is more serious. I would lean towards it being Uganda. But Roush, I think you said this many many weeks ago. These are big guys, and these seem to be either foot or ankle injuries. Like this is not this is something that could pop up at any point throughout the season. These are big concerns. So it also could be that neither one necessarily is out a really really long time. Or they just know that either one could get hurt at any time throughout the season. Let's get some more insurance. But I, I would lean towards maybe this being more you gonna insurance than Bradshaw. Bradshaw said he's gonna get the boot off next week.
2: Well, um, he says we'll see.
0: Ralph, yeah, by the way, right. by the way, Jets are favored by one and a half tonight over under 33 and a half. So have fun betting that.
1: Yeah, it's betting, it's always fun. I will not but, be you know, betting that.
2: I'll bet, bet some unders, preseason under.
1: <laughs> a texter says, "Roush, what's your thoughts on the pass rush potential for the football team? Better be good."
2: Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I uh, I did appreciate a conversation I had with uh, Cork Brooks yesterday. He's a big advanced stats nerd, for the lack of better terms, and he ex- the way he explained it, um, Kentucky was very good at providing pressure. But they were one of the worst teams in the SEC at actually sacking the quarterback. But that pressure that made them the second-best team at forcing turnover plays. Um, even if they didn't, like if the plays didn't happen, they release there were opportunities there to be made. So I think I think we'll see an uptick in production slightly, just because you've got you've got you've got such an older line, and Trevor Wallace is very good at blitzing. So yeah, I I. Just would like to see J.J. get home a little bit more often because uh, that, that'll that help his uh, draft status.
1: Sacks are good, but turnovers are better. As long as you're just rushing a quarterback to some degree, it doesn't necessarily have to end in a sack, although that is always nice too. But, yeah, uh, turnovers are great. Uh, Texter says, Jones talks about radio shows. He is on every day that seems fishy. He can talk about whatever he wants. Uh, what are your guys' record predictions? On your pro teams. I got the Steelers going 8 and 9 and the Packers going 11 and 6. Oh my gosh. If Green Bay goes 11 and 6, it probably would be one of my favorite regular seasons of all time for Green Bay. And they had a regular season where they only lost, where they went 15 and 1 one time or 14 and 2, whatever they ended up with. But I think they started the year like 13 and 0. But uh, so if Green Bay goes 11 and 6, I'm going to be ecstatic. What do you all have for the Packers? Or what do you all have for the Steelers? I should say.
0: Ironically enough, I have these exact same records for both teams just flipped. I think Packers will be yeah. eight and nine. Steelers will be 11 and six.
1: The Steelers are not going 11. And
0: I was, my initial, I mean, my play, initial thought 11 wins. My I'm initial thought was 10 and seven. So I'll go with 10 and seven.
1: Even that seems a high, high. The AFC North is tough. I think the Steelers are the bottom of the pecking order in that division. Uh, no chance. I, I would think the steel. I think this is the year the Steelers just kind of have like a stinker. And no way. they have to, what What do you do with Tomlin? What do you like? Is this the time to just make some major changes? Or is this just the kind of a, a bump in the road of the rebuild? Green Bay, I think goes nine and eight. I think they have a winning record. They'll be right there on like the wild card playoff hunt. Um, but I, I'm expecting them to be solid. Their defense should be, I think, one of the better in the NFC. And offensively, solid offensive line, solid rushing attack. I don't love our wide receivers at all. And Jordan loves a mystery, but even if he's good, I don't really love the dudes that he's throwing it to. So I, I think it'll be a pretty average season. They'll they'll beat the teams they're supposed to and probably lose to the teams they're supposed to, I would imagine.
2: Um Steelers are back. Just um I'm I'm just worried that they might be a little skittish going to the playoffs uh 17 0. So it's a little worried. South and Josh
1: here. We need to start offering money for commitments. We have to be the only school in America not operating like this. We get wa- we're get we getting walked all over because we want to play Boy Scout and do things by the letter of the law, and that doesn't exist anymore. Roush, there's a problem. We have to stop ignoring it.
2: Who says that they aren't, Josh? Why, why do you that's think the, that's the case?
1: Don't be mean to Southend Josh. I know, but, no, but everybody's Southend.
2: saying this, and it's not like uh, Kentucky's doing fine and nil. Like, so, not, yeah, not,
1: like, this is, I, I'm not going to tr- get worked up about it, South. Then Josh, but, like, we can't get people that we're excited about, and then all of a sudden when we don't get people, be like, well, the money wasn't there. Either it's there for, like, either you got a solid nil set up or you don't. And Yeah, like, it's we-
2: not only there when you lose. You can't just say it, like, you, rec- you don't win every recruitment. Like, that's not yeah. how it works. So when you lose, you can't just come up with a boogeyman, a strong. That was man.
1: the crazy thing about like the UK basketball situation where they, when they weren't getting transfers, it was like their nil situation's not great. Uh, When in reality, the people just didn't want to play with the freshmen, but you couldn't say that the nil situation was terrible and then get all the best freshmen that every other program in America wanted to get. Like those things just don't line up. Things can always be better. They can always be better, but like then you just need rich people to donate more money south than Josh. And if you want to go asking, you can, but, that's kind of up to them. That's not something I think you can really force necessarily. Blue, blue checks are making money based on engagement. The bait tweets from Doster, Goodman, and the like will only become more frequent. Doster's not slick. His great prank Kentucky fan tweet is a half-assed olive branch. It's not working, buddy. I'm holding that grudge for life. Yeah, that was the text I was alluding to. Oh,
2: that's great. Um, the USF is hitting a little too close to home. One day we'll see a Kentucky player in one of those headlines, and it'll get ugly. This text is referring to the Iowa-Iowa State sports gambling scandal where uh, operation. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of players got caught gambling on sports. And maybe it hits close to you because you know the name, but like, I have no sympathy for kids who get caught doing something they're not supposed to do. Like our people eight years ago, were they saying, Oh my gosh, I, I, if they get caught with weed, like, Oh no, like, I can't believe that would happen. Like it's yeah. You, no, you, you gotta just wait four years and you can gamble on all the sports you want. Like, it's not that hard. Um, and I know some of the numbers look daunting. Uh, I think, I, how long was the, the U.S.? Because he made like 1,800 bets. Was that over multiple years?
1: Yeah, I think it was over a pretty long time span. I don't know exactly how long it was, but it averaged out to about $18 a bet.
2: Yeah, which is, you know, more, a unit for most people, right? Like 10 or 20 bucks. It's just, I just, I just can't have sympathy for college kids where it's like, Oh, no, they're going to get in trouble for gambling. Well, you know what? They should. They're dumbasses. They go through all this stuff. Just wait three or four years. You get your school paid for. Now, this is a small sacrifice you have to make. You, it, I know they have to make many, but, like, waiting to bet on sports. Or, you know what? Just betting with your friends. Like, all right, I got 20 bucks on this game. Like, I, I have an entire group me where that's all we did for the longest time before sports gaming became relevant is we just bet – Ten or twenty bucks on the game, skip the juice from the from the house. Like it's just, it's very stupid. The one dude, the 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 Iowa State backup quarterback that had somebody film him gambling, and he said, "Don't post this." What an idiot! Like the one where he said
1: the the one where he made a five hundred dollar handshake bet with a girl at a bar.
2: Yeah, like what an idiot.
1: Who cares? He's at a bar flirting with a girl. That was the dumbest thing in the world. Like he made a like a spit bet with a girl that he was probably trying to get with at a bar. Like, let's not take well, away the dude's eligibility because he says, Let's bet five hundred dollars. I've I've heard of a million bar bets that don't well, ever come to fruition.
2: I I, I think I she I totally caught him disagree. like
1: totally making disagree. the
2: bet on his phone, though, was the part what? of it. And then he was like, All right, well, I'll double down. I'm five hundred dollars. Like well, the I think yeah, what I, I saw that.
1: was the video where he shakes hands with her. So maybe I didn't see the whole video. I, I totally disagree with you on all this and even your whole rationale behind it. Like, we the reason why the NCAA is what it is today is because people kept getting so mad. Like you you have to wait a year to transfer. That's dumb. Why are we making the kids do this? They can't make money off their name, image, and likeness. This is dumb. Why are we doing this? People making bets and losing their eligibility because of it is dumb. And I get it, it's such a fine line between fixing games. So you just want to draw a hard line in the sand and say, no betting whatsoever. And there there is there is a degree of like just don't do it or do it off the books. All the stuff that you're saying, I do that part I do agree with you there. But he didn't. He didn't. He used his brother's cool. DraftKings account. He made his own bets. He got caught for it. He's gonna pay the price. But like who really cares if he's throwing $18 cool. on a game that doesn't involve him?
2: The the part that's Not troublesome is the is the fraud part more so like for the underage people like because then you get gambling regulators involved that's That's not an ncaa thing that's a fraud thing um the the big one for me it it was like um like i at least the ncaa is less draconian that's the word i've heard that i I, it just it sounds fun but like they are going to remove your college eligibility if you bet on other sports like if you got caught betting on the nba or something like that you're it's 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 more of a slap on the wrist now, the new rules they have in place. Okay. I, I don't have them in front of my face. But like if you bet on your own sport, see ya. Like that that's where they kind of draw the
1: line. And I think Eulis got mentioned betting on Iowa sports, but somebody told me that it was just football that he was betting on. So it's a yeah, he bet the game.
2: under in the Sci Hawk game. I think. No, I think no, he was no, the one no. that got caught betting that. Which it's like I bet. mean, betting Iowa unders, yeah. Like huh, smart, smart good investment. Gambler. No.
1: Yeah. I don't. Uh, a texter says I don't really understand the thinking that UK is better off without the preseason hype. Will there be less pressure with four minutes left against Kansas if they're ranked 16th instead of six? This is a new group of guys. They should embrace it, and so should we. Yeah. I don't care about preseason rankings. That's why it was weird for me to have the UK UFL basketball needs to be in prime time. Take is because I I normally just just be good, and I, all the other things are going to fall where they should. And that's what I feel about preseason rankings. I don't care with UK basketball. I really don't. I want it to be higher just because I you want to be number one. Um, but it, wherever it is, it will be. And if they win, it'll improve. And if they lose, well, then they shouldn't have been ranked where they were anyway. So it'll work itself out. I don't really care about the preseason, Roush. Ah,
2: me neither. Me neither. Rankings, schmankings. Uh, TJ was a topic of discussion on Alan Cutler's show today. He is certainly
1: uh, something. Is it just the cats or just the cut one time big X alum alan cutler <laughs> uh, somebody told me that he just mentioned my tweet may if there was anything more to it than texture, you'll have to let me know but uh, supposedly they just mentioned my tweet with just he had justin Rowland on as a guest and i'd quote tweeted justin's tweet about why media members hate Cal so much and it comes back to access we talked about that yesterday but uh thanks for for mentioning me cutler supposedly he called me walker which i haven't been called since freshman <laughs> gym class Oh, a texture sent in uh, Jeff Goodman's MBA scout evaluation of the Croatian sensation, basically just saying that like, you know, he's a he's a solid player. Uh Texter says, I bundle Hulu live TV and ESPN. It's like a normal cable, and they put all the games on ESPN plus on the Hulu dashboard. Super easy to flip back and forth. Ooh, that sounds nice.
0: I agree with that. That's I don't a know anybody s- that
1: had Hulu TV. That's
0: the exact same thing I do. And yeah, that's accurate. All the ESPN plus are right on the Hulu front page.
1: Do the LSU upset in 2007. I know the full game is on YouTube. That'd be a good one. I was there live. I wouldn't mind doing a rewatch of that.
2: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't either.
1: I think you're also the only person to throw in a nomination texter, so you, yeah, you very well could just be the winner uh, alone by being the only one. John here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I was invited by the wise Al again last night. You gonna will play, however, you may just be brought back slowly. Listen, guys, if I'm off in dreamland this early this year, we are in for a big treat, my friend. Okay, we'll win a lot this season and win the championship. Suck at L, IU, and all of college basketball. We're back and better than ever. I love being a Swaggy Cats fan, especially when we have Swaggy Coach Cal. By gosh, we're number one, boys. We'll got to go talk to you later. All right, we'll end the show on that text. We did not finish the text line. We lied to you yet again. But tomorrow um, will be the day. And that's a Scoots,
2: You could knowledge. not live out the wire wire plot. You
0: could not do it.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't be able
0: to do it. <laughs> T- TJ can't do it. do it. He lies every day. We're going to finish the true. text
1: line. <laughs> well, I don't, uh, most days I don't say when we're going to finish the text line. And today is 100% on you for why we didn't finish it. And I think every listener knows that. Since. Fair enough. Everybody have a great day. Thursday, I had to think about what day it is. This week is flying by. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X. Here we go. Justin Kalen, the best yeah, producer ever. Please don't leave him for my brother. Hey, where well, I was born, where well, I was raised, where well, I
0: keep all my yesterdays, where well, I ran off, cause I got mad, and it came to blows with my old man, when well, I came back. This is my town